The opinions expressed on this podcast are not necessarily those of the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District or its employees. For more information about the Sewer District and its projects and programs, visit neorsd.org. The Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District presents Clean Water Works, a podcast that explores water, sewer, and stormwater issues that affect you and your community. Learn about the people, projects, and programs that are protecting your health and the environment here in Cleveland and throughout Northeast Ohio. He talks louder with his jugs on, doesn't he? He does. We call them cans. Cans, sorry. Cans jugs. We call these cans. Okay. <laughs> Test one, two. There you are. He's got a good radio voice. So, IT. Mm-hmm. Donna, you were the one who suggested we get the IT guys in here? Yeah, because we need them constantly, so it seemed like an important uh, thing to cover. I'm always calling IT. Much in demand. What does IT stand for? Why don't we get that out of the way? Information technology. Correct. Nailed it. And I feel like we would not be able to function (laughs) without the IT department based on just everything that I know about how much um, technology we use. It just seems like every aspect of our business is touched by technology. My name's Adam Brunchek. I'm an IT project manager. I help out the service delivery team with projects. I keep track of um, the inventory of computers. We try to replace 20% of our computers every year. So it's constant every year that we're just trying to find the old ones, replace them with new ones, and just keep moving forward with them. So, um, And I also oversee the um, renewal of software. I am Francis Kung. I am the Data Governance and Business Intelligence Manager. Oh. Yes, that's I know. a really heavy hitting title. That's a big title. <laughs> Anyways, really break important. that down for us. What's yeah. that? So I manage a team of uh, web developers, data integration specialists. Uh, we work on multiple applications from Salesforce uh, to Data Warehouse um, for the WQIS team. We support them and their systems. Uh, we're bringing in level and flow data. Flow monitoring and things mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, stream data. Stream yeah. data. Rain data. Rain gauge data. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So for water quality industrial surveillance, they bring in a sample or they give it to the lab to analyze. It's that how right. they manage the, all that sample tracking, which is super important. Exactly, yeah. And that's how we um, report out to um, other areas of the, the county, mm-hmm. right? Like and the EPA, EPA for our permitting. Yeah. Um, the beach, you know, the beach water quality report for for public beaches. Mm-hmm. So that's from the sampling of the data and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Okay, give us some background. You guys, natives of uh, Cleveland area? Yep, born and raised. My dad actually worked at Cleveland Water, so it's kind of funny that I um, carried on the tradition of public service. Um, didn't know I was actually going to do that, but. Um, I was in a technology job, um, and they were um, eliminating the Cleveland office, and they were going to move us out to Costa Mesa, California, and I didn't want to make the move. I was looking around and found an intern position through uh, Cleveland State, and uh, I've been here since 2000. 
What about you, friend? I was born. I was born in Cleveland, off of Detroit Avenue over here, mm-hmm. and then uh, I graduated from Jane Adams. So, um, born and raised Cleveland. Got a master's from Cleveland State, undergrad from uh, University of Akron. My parents actually migrated here. They were refugee refugees, so they migrated here in '78. I was born in '79. Wow. Where are their refugees Jeez. from? Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Vietnam. So, yeah, I was lucky to be here. But I'm happy. I'm happy here in Cleveland. Do you guys always have an interest in computers and that world? You can tell we know so much about IT. Yeah. We just, we're like, we're ever... like cell phones, computers. <laughs> it's true. You guys are gonna, really going to have to leave this conversation. <laughs> yeah. right? uh, for me, um, I started, you know, gaining interest when my mom bought her the first computer. I believe it was a I don't want to say it was a Commodore, but it was an IBM. It had the disc. I mean, it was an old computer. But, you know, going, going, growing up through high school, we never had the technology. So, and I never gained interest until I got to college. And that's when I started, you know, I need to pick a major. But growing up, I was always outside playing basketball mm-hmm. or playing some sort of sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew I grew up um, playing video games a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, had the classic NES, nice. um, Nintendo first edition or mm-hmm. whatever it's called duck hunt. uh duck hunt yep Solid. yep i just always mm-hmm. liked the newest and latest video games but then when i went into high school i knew that you know computers were going to be the wave of the future so i should you know start understanding them and took a couple computer classes at csu and realized that i didn't want to be a programmer mm-hmm. just because i didn't want to sit at a keyboard and just type code all day. For days and days. But I knew I wanted to do something with computers. So, um, you know, I, I got into the, the business side of um, computers and just kind of learned like the office suites and stuff like that and just got really familiar with that. Are you guys gearheads? Do you get into the new newest toys? It, not as much as the younger kids that are in the help desk. I feel like I'm a little bit more nerdy than my friends, mm-hmm. but the ones that are at the help desk now are like take it to a different level. My dad got a Google Pixel. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. And he straight up cannot use it. Like, I call <laughs> him and he has to let it go to voicemail because he does not know how to answer it. Wow. And then I just wait and then he calls me back immediately. And he's like, you know, I just still haven't gotten the hang of answering this yet. He's like, there's no swipe. There's no, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be, this is going to be long. I look at new things, new new technology. I think technology has kind of, in my mind, kind of plateaued a little bit. And, and everyone that has been a little behind is now catching up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have folks that, friends that um, use flip phones. Mm-hmm. You know that they have flip phones again? Like the i, is it an iPhone that has like the flip now or is it a Samsung? It's like the, the one that folds. The one that yeah. folds. It's the Samsung, yeah. I believe. They came back around just like fashion. Scorts. Yeah. And- Fran, can you talk a little bit more about what you said earlier about um, technology having plateaued to some extent? Sure. I think um, the speed of the computer, right? Um, You know, years ago, it used to be slow. The systems used to be slow. And now the PCs are a lot faster now, right? But five years ago, I think the PCs are just as fast as they are now. Oh, yeah. So there's a thing called Moore's Law, right? Moore's Law? Moore's Law, yeah. And goes up to a certain point and you start plateauing a little bit. And I think that's where technology is at right now. Um, other areas of technology has probably, you know, being applied to like the automobile. I mean, that's had, you mm-hmm. know, the, 
the automobile has increased mm-hmm. as far as technology wise, but from from the cell phones, I mean, um, they're pretty much, you know, five years ago the iPhone is, you know, the same as it is now. Yeah, there hasn't been really too much improvement. Might be some bells and whistles, but they're not right. drastically the changing. The camera, the yeah, the camera's improved, but I think the camera's always been there. I think they just. Um, didn't give it to it. Yeah. Didn't give it to us at the time. You know, <laughs> rude. I mean, well, they knew they had to upgrade us right. eventually at right? some point. Fourteen right. times. So, so yeah, and then after two years, they want you to get the new phone, they right? Do. But it's true. But yeah, I, I still can use. You can still use an iPhone 11, and I think it operates the same as an iPhone 13 or iPhone or 14. an iPhone 7. Yeah. Do you have a favorite part of working on a project? Do you like the collaboration or the actual like IT facet of it? I think my favorite part is solutioning. Oh. Yeah, answer. solutioning the. I like that as a verb. Yeah. You know, being being an IT person, figuring out how to solve problems, right? So you could come up with a solution for something and to help the the community or help the the people. You know, that's that's great. You know, so creating those systems that can help, you know, folks be more efficient and effective. You know, one project that came up to mind is something that we just went live with, is our southerly overtime uh, application. And it addresses not just southerly, but also easterly and westerly. All the plants. All the plants. Because mm-hmm. easterly and westerly are still paper format, how they man- on the, how they manage their overtime for their employees. Oh, like they're filling out a form? or Right, yeah. correct, mm-hmm. correct. So That's old school. So, yes. So the goal was to get them on board on this application. We bring in their shifts, their schedules, their rotating schedules, bring in data, uh, employee data, like their phone numbers oh, okay. to notify employees that an overtime is available and they can accept via the text message. That's cool. And it's um, more efficient right, and effective, right? Not a lot of people realize this, but IT is mostly a customer service department. We're assisting, we're, you know, um, we're providing a service to the entire district that, you know, Usually they can't get their work. Well, I shouldn't say they can't get their work done. Computers aid them in getting their work done. And, you know, we're, we're kind of like there to keep that going. For sure. Like 90% of my life is my OneNote and my email. So, and meetings, so many meetings on Teams, Microsoft Teams, right? We realized that after the pandemic that uh, Teams and Zoom were like emerging technologies. And Mm -hmm. now it seems like people use them daily mm-hmm. um you know the meetings uh hybrid meetings um people working from home but also just messaging you know people used to send long-winded emails and stuff like that now all of a sudden it's like you can get this done in a team's message and mm-hmm. keep the whole thread right there and go back to it and stuff so yeah it's those are two two powerful tools that we just didn't realize that we needed until the last couple of years. The one thing that I've enjoyed working on um, helping with the um, utility resource fairs, um, they came to us because I guess at the first utility resource fair that they had, they only had one copier and there was a line of 75 to a hundred people waiting to use this one copier. So then they realized, I think we need to get a couple more. So um, yeah. So these utility fairs, just a little background are kind of a new, offering uh, hosted by the sewer district in collaboration with other utilities to have a central meeting place for people to to come in, um, get signed up for different cost savings programs, uh, have have all the um, representatives from the utilities in one place to help them sign up. So, So, yeah, we're 
we're providing a lot of help to a lot of um, people that need it. And the more the merrier, the more people we can help, the better. So it's uh, been rewarding because you can see a lot of people's faces after they get through it. And they're realizing a lot of savings on their utility bills. So um, it's it's been a rewarding um, you know, way to help people out. All right. Control, alt, delete. What are your thoughts? <laughs> the first thing I think of when you say that is Mike Bucci. Um, he was our former finance director. Anytime he called the help desk for something wrong, he goes, I know I can hit control, alt, delete and reboot. He would say <laughs> reboot all the time. That's what you went to school for is to tell people to reboot. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, it sounds funny, but it's... It's usually the first thing that we try to do when we troubleshoot is mm-hmm. to make sure that you have a clean reboot because there are people out there that leave their computer on for two weeks straight and wonder why things are not working right. That's bad. That's very bad. So we always recommend at the end of every night shutting it all the way down wow. and letting it come up the next morning. Mm-hmm. They can get the latest updates um, if you're leaving it on for that whole time. Um, yeah. You look like you're a guilty Mike person. Mike is looking at me like he's never rebooted his computer. <laughs> if you don't know control alt delete and if you're not using it every day, then you're violating one of our <laughs> security policies. But um, you're supposed to control alt delete and then lock every your computer day? every day. Yeah. Like, well, when you walk away from your computer, you're supposed to lock it. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to lock it, and then to lock it, to quickly quickly lock it, control alt delete, and then you select the lock. Okay. So if you're not doing that. Um, you should um, reveal our <laughs> training video. And here's a shortcut. You don't even have to do Control-Alt-Delete. You can do Windows L, and oh. that automatically locks your computer. Well, you do, Adam. Yeah. That's very wow. fancy. You One last that? button. Yeah. I learned very quickly when I started here 10 years ago. I left my computer unlocked, which you were not supposed to do. And I had uh, ma- my manager at the time, who will remain nameless, um, emailed <laughs> the superintendent <laughs> uh, and, and submitted my resignation. And uh, they called me because apparently this happened all the time. And he was like, you didn't lock your computer. Like the superintendent called me. I was like, you didn't lock your computer. I was like, what are you talking Wait, about? Wait, someone got on your computer and submitted yes, a resignation yes, my manager, to teach you a lesson? To teach me a lesson. I was like, noted. That you seems. can accidentally resign if you don't lock your computer. That wasn't accidentally. Someone got on your computer and like, <laughs> isn't that a privacy violation or something? I think he anyway. wasn't trying to. Yeah. Point noted. <laughs> you guys want to talk about AI? Sure. Chat GPT. Chat GPT. AI. Is it, is it the downfall of uh, humanity? It did bring back Tupac and Biggie. So, I mean, it can't be all bad. Chat GPT can code. You can give a, you can provide a scenario and can develop the whole block script for that scenario, which helps us, right? Yeah, as yeah, a developer, sure. so it's useful. It, it can also write an entire paper if you give it a topic. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is yeah. really crazy. But um, so when when Google came about and you could search for mm-hmm. all these articles or you could search for all this research, right? Mm-hmm. You know, teachers adapt now, find ways to okay if you're plagiarizing they can figure out where it came from so i think that's going to become hard to do though with the ai right yeah i mean 
yeah. eventually it's going to get so sophisticated that it's going to be able to replicate, um, you know, how that student who's using it speaks or writes. Yeah. But uh, have you guys, have you guys used it at all? Chat GPT? I haven't. My, um, it's pretty cool actually. Have you ever tried it? I haven't yeah. used it. A friend that. of mine used it to write yeah. some, uh, song lyrics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they use it. how did they that were, go? They weren't that great. No. <laughs> were they emotionally devoid? <laughs> okay, what are your thoughts on AI? Um, it's a little scary. Um, you know, in the wrong hands, I'm sure it it could be used for bad. But I'm sure there's always, you know, good reasons to use it too. Like Fran was saying about writing code. I mean, it could cut off, I don't know days worth of, you know, trying code and testing out code and, you know, going through it and troubleshooting it. Um, you know, if you can get it done in an hour, save a lot of work. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, redundant. Yeah. You just have to have good intentions behind it, I guess. Yeah. I was thinking more in terms of like photo manipulation and, and, uh, media misdirection. Yeah. Deep fakes. Like mm-hmm. you can, you know, somebody could throw a photo out there and it's, digitally enhanced or you know Mm. and it's just not an accurate picture but you know everybody looking at it just think oh yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's real or that's accurate it's like no you have to kind of think back a little bit and say okay could this be manipulated or could could somebody be trying to fool me or fake it out and Mm -hmm. you know there's there's bad people out there let's talk about hobbies Oh, uh, I know from uh, from an employee newsletter article several years ago, yes. Fran, that you are quite uh, an avid billiards player. Really? I am. I am still an avid, avid billiards player. That's Play so a lot cool. of league. You know, it's just league, like volleyball league or there's a billiards softball league. league. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They're Do you pretty... hustle people? Is that no, wrong? No. That that's the first question out of my mind. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> what, what level of competition are you? Yeah. At? What are we talking about here? Oh, these uh, amateur. But there's different uh, handicaps. Mm-hmm. Don't be shy. You've Is made it to the national tournaments a couple times. What? So tell us about that. Dang. Yeah, but anyone can make it in, in any handicap. <laughs> you have to qualify. You, you have, have to, to qualify. earn your way to it. But yeah, yeah you've made it event. to the nationals a couple times. That's How'd you crazy. get into billiards? Um, I grew up. Um, so I grew up on Clark and Seventy Third. Mm-hmm. There used to be a place called Carousel Lanes, and I don't know if I should say this, but <laughs> I used I used to. Um, Skip school, yeah, to go play billiards. You know, I was because I used to love to do it, and I, that's <laughs> as a teenager. I grew up. I mean, doing. I, I was able to finish high school. I mean, right? yeah, it seems still, like you're doing okay. How yeah. often did you yeah. skip school? How often? Oh, quite a bit actually. <laughs> but um, I was able to manage it, and um, it's not something I wish on my kids, or right. I would never have my kids do. Billiards has that um, that relationship to the hustling. Uh-huh. world or <laughs> the gambling the dark side of it yeah <laughs> really if you play the leagues it's really fun i mean there's you know it's like any other um sport game or sport right like softball league mm-hmm. you know or darts league right that you play um so do you play like doubles is that a thing part yeah there's part? doubles okay. they call it scotch okay. doubles scotch doubles so yeah you should I shoot, you shoot, okay. I shoot, you shoot. So you, mm-hmm. I set you up, you set me up. Oh. So that's how it works. Is that what you, do you have a partner? Do you do that or do you usually play independent? I usually play independent. Okay. But yeah, when when I do play though, in those tournaments, I do find a partner and oh, that's cool. we play together. 
That's fun. There's two tap. There's two leagues here. Actually, there's three. APA is one of the bigger ones. I don't know if you know Jeanette Lee, but she was one of the main sponsors. The Black Widow. She was one of the f- the first millionaire pool players. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was on ESPN, mm-hmm. but she had cancer. But she was one of the main spokesperson for APA. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, when I say Jeanette Lee, you yep. know who she is, yep. right? The Black Widow. Yep. I don't know. If A celebrity guys. billiards player. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, she's pretty silly. Yeah. And are there cash prizes or is it trophies? Cash prizes and trophies. A purse, I guess, is what you call it. Yeah, there's cash price? prizes and then <laughs> national, like a trip to the national. So when I when he said I've been to nationals, I get a paid trip. It's pretty fun. They're they're all over the United States, mainly Las Vegas, but I get to play in Philly. Uh, Biloxi, I'm going to Biloxi this September for national uh, November for a national event. That's cool. So. What about you, Adam? You you playing things, doing things? My uh, my big hobby right now is golf. Um, I run a golf league. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. called the NEO Golf League oh. because back when we started, there was a lot of NEO RSD employees in the golf league. I've kept it going for 20-some years. Organizing a league seems like a lot of responsibility. It is, um, but if you enjoy it, it doesn't feel like a job. It you know, It's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we get together every Monday to golf and then um, – Couple weekends, um, we'll we'll pick a weekend to go out and play a really nice course or whatever. Oh, yeah. You guys could be doing IT anywhere, right? Like, there's a lot of places where you could be doing IT work. Why do you like it here? What keeps you here? What about your group? Is fun. Well, considering I've been here 23 years and am still here, um, I love the people I work with. Um, you know, I kind of fell into a group right away where um, I felt really comfortable, um, you know, if one person doesn't have the answer, you know, we can um, kind of like throw it out there and group think it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hanging out with the people even outside of work. Um, I had started here a month before I got married, and I wanted to invite like three or four of the people that I work with mm-hmm. to the wedding. I mean, I really felt a good, deep connection. We know each other's families. We um we hang out after work and stuff like that on weekends. Um, the IT department is probably one of the most diverse places I've ever worked at or ever like seen from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple times a year, we'll have a potluck and we ask people to bring, you know, dishes from their nationalities, their ethnicities, and mm-hmm. we get to try out a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a really nice melting pot um, in the IT department. So it's, it's educational too. And I've been in other organizations and other IT departments, larger ones and small ones. I think this is the most diverse mm. um, IT department I've been in. So, yeah. Working in IT, it constantly evolves, constantly changes. So mm-hmm. you're not doing the same thing repetitively. So I think that's what keeps it fun and new and refreshing. Um, you know, it's not the same, same job over and over again. As you've worked here, um, has your appreciation for water resources grown oh, yeah. since it wasn't yeah. really why you came here in the first place? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I never really considered myself an environmentalist or, um, but I've, I've grown to appreciate what everybody else in the district does and how hard we have to work just to keep clean water, um, coming and going and how much of a job it is, you know, if we weren't doing it, who else would be doing it? And, you know, um, I don't think we'd be able to enjoy the 
the clean water like we do um, recreationally and and health wise. So um, yeah, I I never gave two thoughts about a sewer district before I got here, and now it's probably one of the more rewarding things I think I've done in my life. So yeah, so what keeps me here is um, the challenges. Those challenges, you know, equates to or turns into something, you know, successful that I can help the community, the organization. I grew up here in Cleveland, so I'm, I really love working for companies that are based in Cleveland, especially in the city and especially, you know, supporting our community. Adam and Fran, thank you for joining us and giving, uh, giving us a, a little bit of insight into the uh, Sewer District's IT department. Thanks for having us. I feel like we know slightly more than cell phones and laptops now. (laughs) I'm going to go turn off my computer. Okay, good idea. (laughs) Lock your computer. Lock it. That too. Lock it and turn it off. What's the difference between... Oh my gosh. (laughs) We could be here for another hour. Customers can save up to 40% on their sewer charges. Learn more about the Sewer District's cost-saving programs and use our discount calculator at neorsd.org slash save or call 216-881-8247. That's neorsd.org slash save or 216-881-8247. Clean Waterworks is produced by the Communications and Community Relations Department at the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District. Our music was composed and performed by G.S. Shrey. If you have a question or suggestion, or if you'd like to learn more about the Regional Sewer District, visit neorsd.org or call 216-881-8247.